Lester the Nightfly. This is your host, PJ Ewing. It is a Saturday in the summer in August. It's a quiet time of the year most of for most, right? For most of us. It's a beach day. It could be a clean the house day. Who knows? I'm in the middle of making my house ready for my family to return from Singapore. It's been going on for seven weeks now, and I'm just about ready to put things all together and surprise everybody with a, a new house in lower Manhattan. However, I have the desire to share with you today uh, something glorious and fabulous and wonderful, although sort of on the shoulders of something sad. And what I mean by that is we're going to focus on Olivia Newton-John. And I am really, really pleased to do this. It is a sad occasion. She died before her time. She was 73 years old. She died of uh, a long bout, a 30-year bout with breast cancer. It really got to her over time. She fought it, fought it, fought it, and it finally got the best of her. But we're not going to dwell on the sadness because guess what? We're all going to go. It was a little early for Olivia Newton-John. But what an incredible career she has had. And we're going to go all the way to the beginning and go all the way to the end. So this is going to be uh, a little bit of a longer show. Uh, you don't need to listen to it all right now. You can listen to it later if you like. You can go to LesterTheNightFly.com and listen to the ONJ show in a couple days. But if you want to sit back and or, or get active or go in the garden or do whatever you're going to do, we're going to spend a lot of time with Olivia Newton-John, her music, all her music. And we're going to tell stories about her and learn about her. And um, I am just delighted to do this. This is a really important artist to my life. This is not a cool show. I have all these aspirations to be on all kinds of radio stations beyond WERB, and I am on a bunch, and I want to be on more, but this is not one of those shows that's going to end up breaking down the doors of blind, blazing, bleeding creativity. This is going to be about a really lovely artist who is more easy listening, more country than anything, really, but is also an extremely important part of the last 30 to 40 years of music in the United States and, frankly, all around the world. So let's just kick this thing off, this Olivia Newton-John ONJ show on Lester the Nightfly Live with her very first song, a song you don't know was not a hit. Nobody knows this, really, except us. Coming up, it's called Till You Say You'll Be Mine. This is an 18-year-old ONJ way back when in 1966. How about this?
I think that was music, right? <laughs> I mean, you could barely hear her voice. All right, quickly, fast forward six years. It's now 1972. A real song, let's call it. It's called What is Life? Lovely, cute. You don't know that one. I didn't either. 1972. She's 24, and things are about to get good. You're going to have something next that you actually know, that you've actually heard before. If not for you, babe, I couldn't even find the door. I couldn't even see the floor. I'd be sad and blue If not 
Point of clarification. She wrote that, or it was produced, and she released that when she was 23 in 1971, a little bit younger than I thought. Then, working a couple of years go by, she has a big hit. Oh, one more thing I want to say about If Not For You. That was written by Bob Dylan, if you can possibly believe that. I don't hear Bob Dylan in that song, but wow. And then she really had a really big hit. This is called Let Me Be There. You should know this one.
Mike Sams is that bass vocalist. I've listened to that a million times. I never knew that name. A British man, singer, a collaborator in this case. I just love that lower bass line <laughs> as he sings along. It's such it's incongruous with what she's doing. Uh, really opposite ends of the spectrum on the, the sonic scale. But wow, I really love his voice. So fun. So that was 1973. But then, you know, this woman was born in Britain, moved to Australia with her family, of course, at a young age. And there she is now finding herself as an entrant in Eurovision. It's 1974. It's a big year for Eurovision. And I'll tell you why on the other side. But let's listen to England's entry into the Eurovision Song Contest. It's Olivia Newton-John. The song is called Long Live Love. Silly, a little goofy, a little British, and a number four entry into Eurovision. But who won? The biggest Eurovision winner of all time. Who, I ask you, who is the biggest Eurovision winner of all time? What song launched one of the bigger, maybe the biggest, 
band in the history of bands, well, next to the Beatles. ABBA, Waterloo, that was the winner in 1974. Brushing by Long Live Love from Olivia Newton-John. But next comes up one of her biggest hits. This was an epic song, number one across the world, blah, 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 blah. This is really her signature song. It's called I Honestly Love You. We're going to play another version, though, one recorded in 1998 with Babyface, just for a little bit of variety. This is Olivia Newton-John and I Honestly Love You.
nice version of that really lovely song. I there's so much I want to relate to you about Olivia Newton John, and it, part of it is just personal. I have grown up with her. Even when I was very young, I was aware of some of these early songs. I was really young when some of the stuff was coming out. You know, nine, eight, nine years old, ten years old, and maybe it was later that I actually heard them, but. I loved them all the same from the very beginning. And then I went back and started listening over the many years of my life. I remember one moment, maybe 15 years ago, with my buddy Jeff and my girlfriend at the time, Nancy. And we were just sitting around drinking whiskey or something in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. And somehow we got on the topic of Olivia Newton-John. I think it was Jeff who brought her up. And we started listening like we are right now. And we just, we, we had forgotten. We, we couldn't believe, oh my gosh, how about this one? How about that one? Do you remember? And a lot of them were these early songs. Yeah, we're going to get to Xanadu and Grease and Physical and all the amazing things that she did that we're all much more familiar with. But these early days in the 70s, the sweetness, the incredible melodies. And the truth be told, although we did hear that one track by Bob Dylan, super cool, love it, awesome. A lot of this music was written by one Australian man named John Farrar. We'll talk about him in a little bit. But I want to kind of get out of the way and let you sink in and get those chills and, and, and fall in love with Olivia Newton-John like I did. And let's all do it one more time. I've got five in a row that are going to take us about three years of time from 74 to 1977 one after the other. These are hits. These are signature songs from Olivia Newton-John. Uh, let's sit back and take a listen. I'll, I'll catch up after about five tracks. There was a time when in a hurry as you are I was like you There was a day when I just Had to tell my point of view
the corner of the bar there stands a jukebox With the best of country music, old and new You can hear your five selections for a quarter And somebody else's songs when yours are through Got good Kentucky whiskey on the counter And my friends around to help me ease the pain Till some button-pushing cowboy plays that love song And here I am just missing you again Please, Mr.
fortune's here to stay Love, I know you shine In everything you've tried before Your smile can open any door But on those days when nobody wants to know you And on your smiles Seven number ones on the adult contemporary chart in a row. Seven in a row. I honestly love you. Have you never been mellow? Please, Mr. Please. Something better to do. Let it shine. Come on over. Don't stop believing. I've just described a complete career. Like, call it a day. We're done. Huge hits. Year after year. All written almost entirely by one man. This is really the secret weapon for Olivia Newton-John. Okay, she's adorable. She's personable. She's got grit. She's motivated. Okay, got it. She's also pretty fortunate to have found John Clifford Farrar, born 8th of November 1946, an Australian music producer, songwriter, arranger, singer, and guitarist. He is um, was in some bands, you know, nothing really that big, until... He started working with Olivia Newton-John from 1971 through 1989, and he wrote 
all of these big hits, including those into her big movies, etc. He was just instrumental in her, in Olivia Newton-John. I could go on. I mean, let me be there. Uh, the 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 Eurovision thing uh, goes well past what we've heard so far in, into her career. Really, really important figure. And one one interesting note. Uh, years ago, I was looking at, you know, what is Olivia Newton-John doing? How is she doing? Checking in. How much money has she made? Well, she did really well. I, at the time, it was, I think she was worth 20 million bucks, which I was surprised a little low, but okay, wow. Good good for you, Olivia. And then I looked at John Farrar, 70 million. The rights to the music. The guy or girl or whomever writes the music wins in this day and age. Look at the Beatles, look at the Stones, look at any of the major acts. Uh, Queen, you know, they're all... The men who made the most money, the women who made the most money were the ones that actually wrote the music. Who, who would know? We have a couple more from this era here on WERB, Lester the Nightfly Live with your host PJ Ewing. Two more from this 74, 5, 6, 7 era, and then we get to the big stuff for Olivia Newton-John. This is called Sam.
Listening to Lester the Nightfly. This is WERB Radio. Music from Planet Earth. WERBradio.com. You can listen on Alexa. You can listen on um, Siri. You can uh, listen uh, all over the place. But mostly we listen on our stream at WERBradio.com. This is your host, PJ Ewing. We are listening to music from ONJ, Olivia Newton John. We've gotten to 1977. 
The truth is, I want to go start going backwards right now. I'd like to go back to 76 and 75 and 74 and go deep cuts. I want to go to the third, the fourth, the fifth popular songs from these really beautiful records from John Farrar and Olivia Newton-John and just go for another hour listening to just the sweetness of this innocence, this beauty, uh, the loveliness of her voice, the melodies. Um, And maybe we will someday. It's worth doing on your own, though. Go to Spotify. Go pick an old Olivia record and just put it on and find things you've never heard before. What what a joy to do that. It's worth it. This signature voice, this signature artist who just, you know, passed away, I guess it was the 8th of August at age 73. It's like a good cry. You want a good cry, go listen to old ONJ or just turn on the Hallmark Channel or watch Christmas romantic comedies. It's all the same thing. However, we're going to have another hour of this show here on Lester the Nightfly Live on a Saturday afternoon. We're going to, we're booting poor DJK. Sorry, man. No Afrosonic Taxi today for you. You'll have to wait for another week. We're going to go forward because the next thing that happens is one of the biggest things to ever hit culture, ever hit the movies, ever hit our lives in terms of music and movies and talent and an epic moment in time. It was called in 1978, Greece.
Absolutely life-changing for me. Uh, the Jungle Gym comes to mind in the backyard on 32005 Alameda Avenue in Farmington Hills, Michigan. That's where we grew up. I was 13, and this hit me like a ton of bricks. And we spent the next year singing every note, every word from every song of Greece. It knocked everybody sideways. The number one forever all kinds of number one hits, much of which, most of which, written by John Farrar for the movie for Olivia Newton-John. I don't know what this says about me, but I always sang Olivia's part when we were on the jungle gym trying to mimic these lovely tunes, m- lovely melodies, that incredible voice. Yes, yes, I fell in love with her in the movie. Who, who didn't? Either version, <laughs> the Sandy or the sexy version of Sandy, Sandy 1, Sandy 2, it didn't matter. It was all, well, you're 13, you know, you've got a, a few things on your mind, and one of them is, look at that girl, dear God, I'm afraid of that girl, I love that girl, I don't know what to do with that girl, ay, 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 it was a tumultuous time, I will tell you, but you don't need to be told, you know that, you lived it, and that was what I was going through when Greece hit, dear Lord. We all, my sisters Juliet and Heidi, sang, all, really, on the Jungle Gym, I don't know why the Jungle Gym, but we sang this thing to death. I suppose we had the record... We had to. I don't know if we were doing cassettes really in a big way then. I think it was the vinyl outside in the backyard, blasting through the the family room. Yeah, that's what we were doing. And this next one, and I'm only playing two from Greece, was the one that I think we loved the most and sang the most. This is Hopelessly Devoted to You.
Police from 1978, the movie that changed the world, truly changed the world. I think next to, like, I don't know, uh, Titanic, it's the greatest selling film of all time. I mean, seriously, insanely (laughs) successful. In that year, 1978, we moved to another record of Olivia Newton-John. And there was Good Sandy and Bad Sandy, or that's not quite fair, but Sweet Sandy and Sexy Sandy. Well, Olivia Newton-John made a pivot right there in the middle of the movie, it seems, in 1978. And by November, she came out with a solo record and an incredibly successful solo record. Maybe her most, well, next to physical, this would be right up there as one of her most successful records of all time. This is 1978. It's November. The record is called Totally Hot. Let's listen to the title track. Give me what you got, ready or not, my love's totally hot. 
So ready to just play that over again. I won't do that to you, but I could. I could listen to that for the rest of the afternoon. Just that those chords are so good. Boom, ba, boom, boom. I mean, no, it's not sophisticated, and it's not the first time we've heard that chord progression. Of course not. But man, does it work with her voice. So sexy. This is 1978. It's from the record Totally Hot. We've got one more here on Lester, the Nightfly Live, Deeper Than the Night.
So things really took a pivot in Olivia Newton-John's life in 1978. It was the Grease moment. You know, nothing bigger happens to someone's career than that movie, period. And she had had this elaborate career. She released a greatest hits record before 1978, where Grease hit. And it really changed everything for her. Obviously, she was the darling of Hollywood, the world, planet Earth. You, know, you couldn't get enough of Olivia Newton-John, O-N-J. Easier to say O-N-J. I'll just stick with that. And then she comes out with this very successful record, big, big hits on Totally Hot at the end of that year. And now we're into a much more modern, I think, familiar era. And then happened, you know, a couple of years later, the movie Xanadu. You put the tubes, you put ELO, John Farrar, Olivia Newton-John, a silly and adorable script. I think this movie is reviled by many. I don't think that's fair at all. I, I even saw the musical on Broadway, and I really loved it. The music is so good. You can skip the movie, I guess, and just listen to these amazing songs. Or, yeah, okay, you could go you know, watch the movie. Either way, it's just it's delightful. I forgot Gene Kelly. Gene Kelly was in the movie. Oh, phenomenal. So what we're going to do now is let's listen to a bunch of tracks right in a row from Xanadu. Come on. Don't be cynical. This is, this is glorious stuff. Until 
One of the greats from Olivia Newton-John, you're listening to PJ Ewing, host of Lester the Nightfly. It's our live show on WERB exclusively on Saturdays, usually from noon to one. We're, we're going long today. It takes two hours to do this with Olivia Newton-John. Magic. So there I was with my step-grandmother in Dearborn, Michigan. It's a Saturday, and it's really humid in the summer, and... The bells go off, the sirens start ringing, there is a tornado. It's coming our way in Dearborn. We go downstairs into the basement, and we play pool, and we listen to this song on repeat, Magic, the song we just heard. And we, you know, spent 45 minutes, you know, kind of worried, wondering, playing pool on a pool table, uh, listening to this song over and over and over again. We then heard that it was safe to go up walked up the stairs into a very humid, sunny, rain, water everywhere, but sun is now shining through, and the street has been destroyed. The house was spared. Many houses were spared. But you could see the entire... A tornado literally went down the entire street and destroyed tree after car after limb after you don't know what. And there we were listening to that song, (laughs) Magic. During a very uh, young time in my life, a memory that I'll have, I was suspended in time as I was listening to that song. Oh, oh, that means that maybe we should listen to Suspended in Time.
And it was the next year that her biggest record would come out. Is this kind of unbelievable? I mean, Grease is enough, or all those greatest hits were enough, or Xanadu, the beauty of those amazing number one songs, uh, including Cliff Richard and John Farrar and The Tubes and Gene Kelly. I mean, ELO, it goes on and on. And yet her biggest record was in 1981, and it was called Physical. I'm not going to play that song, Physical. I've heard that song, Physical, more times than I need to hear that song, Physical. But there are a couple other tracks that are stunning. Let's take a listen.
You're listening to Lester the Nightfly live on WERB radio music from planet Earth. We've got a lot of fun for you this afternoon. Purple gets going with the 80s. That'll make a lot of sense after this show. And she's going to do two hours, a new show and a reprise. And then we have house music tonight, Drew Darling tomorrow. We have our uh, Sunday brunch. And then we uh, have the week. Uh, I have two shows. Each Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m., uh, Lester the Nightfly, the big national show, runs then. And then the big event of the week is Wednesday night, Eitan Batat. It's a world music show called East to West. He goes from 8 to 10 p.m. And actually, earlier that day, there's another highlight. It's Fast Forward with Purple. That's a show about 80s artists and where are they now and what are they doing and that kind of thing. So... It's a great radio station. You should jump in. Oh, and I have my morning shows every morning, weekdays, 8 to 10 a.m. It's a marvelous collection, if I do say so myself. It's a lot of fun to produce. That's uh, a morning show, uh, very eclectic, all over the map, lots of variety. It's my attempt to be KCRW's Morning Becomes Eclectic, to be perfectly honest. And um, some days it's pretty amazing. We've got one more track from the record Physical this is um, really, you know, I mean, we've, we've covered 10, 15 ridiculously great songs so far, but this one is right on that list.
It's a rare thing to be able to celebrate a life like this with such joy, with the energy, the music, the creativity, the collaborations, the marvelous artists that she had around her. There was a period of time where it was not full of success, some records, cancer fighting, and then a remission, and then more cancer, remission. We're going to go forward about 23 years. We're going to jump into 2004. I have a number of selections from the last 20 years, and then we'll be done. I don't have a lot to say about them. We've got a collaboration with Keith Urban coming up. We've got some music that's inspirational. She's fighting cancer. She's a survivor. The music changes. They're not successful, really, commercially. You hear her voice aging. It's a lovely collection, I think. It's not full of music that you'll know, but I do think it's a tribute to this woman. And I also want to just say, just just for, I don't know, full disclosure, it's a little emotional on my end to do this show. I think it's, I'm, I'm sad that Olivia Newton-John passed away for her sake. She had a very rich life. She had a daughter. She had some marvelous relationships, obviously great successes, but it's sad for me. You know, I'm now looking at a an icon, someone that I grew up with, a little older than me, but that I grew up with in many, many ways, who's gone. And it hurts. It It feels bad. And I insisted in my own little brain and my own little world on doing this show and doing my best and, and giving her a couple hours and just throwing my energies this way because I knew it would be satisfying, touching for me, and then just, just a, a source of great pleasure. I'm sure I will be listening to this show, the recording over and over again over time. You can do the same if you go to LesterTheNightfly.com. The audio will be there for you to listen to. We're also available on Apple, just Apple podcast. You look up Lester the Nightfly. You can subscribe there if you like. We're going to now go through the end of our show. You won't hear me again. We'll just call it a day. We're going to listen to some selections from the last 20 years of the life of the great, the beloved Olivia Newton-John. Look, they 
what it's all about Hanging around Nothing to do but frown Rainy days and Mondays always get me down Oh, funny, but it seems I always wind up here with you It's nice to know somebody loves me Funny, but it seems that it's the only thing to do To run and find the one who loves me Ah, yeah What I feel has come and gone before No need to talk it out We know what it's all about Hanging around Nothing to do but frown Cause the us go red, black, ooh, love. 
here to be proud. Yes, we have. 